When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1339, Shut Up and Be Patient, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, welcome to the old podcast, the OLD podcast, Optimal Living Daily, where I read to you like a big ongoing audiobook from many different authors. But today being a continuation from yesterday, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. And a quick note, I did a book raffle on Instagram somewhat recently. Another one's coming soon, so if you're not following us there, now's a good time. You can find us at Old Podcast. But for now, let's get right to part two and start optimizing your life. Shut Up and Be Patient, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Sometimes I get emails from high school or college kids who wanna completely reconfigure their entire personality and life history, like right now, right this minute, and they ask me what to do as if getting rid of shyness was like a recipe for a cake. And it takes all of the willpower I can muster to not type, shut up and be patient, in really upsetting caps locks, because that's really the only one thing there is, patience. Life moves at the pace it wants, not the pace you want, bucko. Barring some extreme and cataclysmic life event, i.e. some overwhelming force that could move a tanker across the ocean, change is going to come slowly, often so slowly that we don't even notice it's taking place, the same way a ship steers ever so steadily that you'd have no idea you're changing course. Sometimes I get emails from recent divorcees who spent 10 or 20 years with the same person, bought their first house with them, raised kids with them, shared half of their life's most important moments with them, and after being single for two months, they wanna know how to get over them. I realize these people are in a lot of pain, otherwise they would realize how absolutely irrational and unrealistic they are being, but the fact of the matter is that you were sailing in the same direction with one person for a very, very long time, and many of your habits, and therefore your identity, is now tied up with that person. It takes a long time to turn around and set off for new waters. Sometimes I get emails from people who want to become writers or start an online business. They wanna know that one thing that I did that helped me become successful or achieve X, Y, Z, and they wanna know it now so they can just like copy and control V that to a Word document and boom, it's margaritas on the beach time. These people, of course, aren't chasing success. They're chasing a fantasy. They're chasing a vision and a dream that is designed not to secure their future as much as to help them escape in the present, living as if being successful was any easier or more stress-free than being unsuccessful. Spoiler alert, in most cases, it's not. 
But these are the easy emails because there really is only one thing you have to do to become quote unquote successful, whatever the f*** that means, fail about a thousand times. Come up with horrible ideas and then try them anyway. Do that long enough and I'll see you at the beach. I spent years revving up my steam room and plowing through my own share of icebergs without sinking until I got it right. And that's really the only secret sauce if there is any. Being willing to chart your own course regardless of the inevitable fear. And maybe that is why we are so afraid because we know that once we chart that course and fire up those furnaces, it's so hard to turn things around. It's so hard to move and change. And we're afraid we may end up like the spoiled rich girl stranded in the icy Atlantic screaming, Jack, Jack, even though there was totally room for Jack on that piece of plyboard, the dude clearly had some martyr complex and wanted to feel like he was dying for her, dying for something beyond his own selfish desires, which ironically is still dying for your own selfish desires. Anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, changing course is hard and this scares us. So we look around and try to copy the courses other people took but this never works out well because the sea conditions are always changing and yesterday's calm waters are today's icebergs and one man's heaven is another man's hell and yada, yada, yada. I've been going through some pretty major life transitions lately. In the past three years, I've gone from being a bachelor for whom life was a never-ending process of finding the after party to having a fiance and delusions of grandeur of three-bedroom houses and children. I've gone from being a small and successful blogging upstart who sold a bunch of random to get by to becoming a legitimate writer who is getting paid by agents and publishers and is going to have a bona fide book on store shelves next year. And can you believe it? Talk shows are gonna to have to put up with this at some point too. I've gone from traveling the world nomadically, experiencing adventures in new places every few months to settling down and setting roots for myself to choosing one country and culture and community. These are all great transitions, good changes coming to a life that is slowly inching its way into its next stage. But life transitions, even when good, are always difficult and they are always slow and gradual. There have been times where I have felt lost, like I was no longer the same person I once was, but also unsure of the person I was becoming. There have been times where I felt conflicted and confused, where I mourned for a past self that I knew I would never see again while anxiously awaiting a future self who seemingly would never come. Old habits, both good and bad, have fallen by the wayside while I've picked up both good and bad habits to fill their space. This is my steamship, slowly, mechanically turning itself, veering onto a new horizon, an unfamiliar yet calming trajectory. And this is life. This is part of the bargain. The universe says, hey, guess what? You get to exist. And we say, holy that's great. Not realizing that existence is, by definition, a merciless and unending foray into the unknown. It would be easy for me to say, I want the answer now. I want to know what my life will be like now. I want to know what I should do now, how I should feel now. But I've lived long enough and f***ed up enough to know that that doesn't help things. If anything, it just makes it worse. In the meantime, I keep trying new things and accepting however I feel about them, both good or bad, all while trusting that one day, I will arrive in new sunny waters that I will love just as I loved the ones before. A good life is not a life without problems. A good life is a life with good problems. And so despite the turbulence of the rocky waves and twisting tides, I can sometimes stare into the heart of my confusion and the cross strains of joy and sadness and smile and be grateful that it's all there. 
You just listened to part two of the post titled Shut Up and Be Patient by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And thank you to Mark. That was a fun and insightful read for the last two days. And hey, I'm on my way to Orlando, Florida as of today. If you're in that area, let me know. When Lee and I go to conferences, we enjoy meeting listeners, so we'd be happy to meet with you. Just send us a message through oldpodcast.com or on Instagram at oldpodcasts. That's if you're in the Orlando, Florida area from August 11th through the 17th. But that'll do it for today and this weekend. I'll be back tomorrow for Minimalist Monday. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Optimal Living Daily.